You are about to listen to a podcast in the fourth series of Garage Conversations with Char. My lovely and talented daughter, Shelby, will continue to participate in the discussions as her schedule allows. Thank you so much for choosing to listen. I sincerely hope you will find the podcast informative, engaging, and inspiring. So I'm doing this uh, podcast solo again. This is a topic that, you know, Shelby does not have much interest in because she's not into sports. So mom's got to do it by herself. But I certainly don't mind because I'm not really by myself. I have three fabulous women on with me. And believe it or not, we're going to talk about hockey. And um, I really don't know a lot about hockey. I am a Philadelphia Flyers fan by default because I grew up in Philly and I have to support all Philly teams. But I don't know much. I do have a nephew who loves hockey and he watches it. So there, there's, you know, I'm open to it. But I was really um, intrigued by this topic because my friend Lauren, who you may remember from other podcasts, she has done multiple for me now, um, has a son who plays hockey. And I was just like, wow, this is not like your typical sport. Um, and I got really interested in, and she introduced me to a couple of our other friends, Alexis and Megan, who are here with me today. So we're going to learn about hockey today. And um, they're all hockey moms. So I called it hockey moms for this podcast. So I'm really excited to have them with me today. So now I just want to take a moment to have them introduce themselves. I'll just go in alphabetical order. Alexis, you want to say a little bit about yourself? Sure. My name is Alexis. I am a co-worker of Charlene and um, Lauren. <clears throat> and I've met Megan actually at a rink um, that Lauren's son was playing at. So um, it's nice to get together with Megan on this podcast. I am a mom of two. My son is 19. He is He was the hockey player. He no longer plays. He's actually thinking about playing in an adult league now, which mm-hmm. is weird to say. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. I, yeah, and I have a daughter who is 16, and um, you know she was the one that we dragged around to the rinks who didn't want to be there, um, but she, you know, she supported her brother. And uh, you know, Dylan, my son Dylan has been playing hockey ever since he was three. Wow, you can play that young. I'm asking a question already. Sorry, but <laughs> um, yeah, up until the age, I guess, yeah, 18, 19, and the beginning of 19. And that's a little bit about me. Nice. All right, Lauren. What do you want to say about yourself that you haven't said already or <laughs> reintroduce yourself? Sure, I'll reintroduce myself. My name is Lauren Camper. And like Alexis mentioned, I work with um, her and Char and Alexis and I are both hockey moms. Um, Marcel started playing roller hockey, actually. Um, he's my oldest. I have two. Mason is 11 and couldn't be m- the least athletic person I probably have ever met. Um, so, <laughs> um, like Ava, he gets, he was getting dragged to the ranks. But, um, and I don't think he likes it too much. <laughs> so mm. even still, he doesn't like it too much. Um, but Marcel started out playing roller hockey and I just one day was like, Hey, you want to try ice hockey? And they had a learn to play program, which is great. Um, I think they've kind of started it back up at a lot of different rinks. I know they've started it at our former home rink where kids can play game for free and mm. they get 
free equipment and they learn to play. So I think Marcel probably started when he was what, like 10, I think. Okay. So he was a late bloomer in the game mm-hmm. because I mean, a lot of kids start like three, four, five. Um, and funny story, we started out and we were supposed to be going to play for a rank Oh, your Raiders and Marcel tried out for the team and they politely said like, yeah, we don't think he's a good fit for this team, but why don't you try our sister rank revolution mm. and enter into my life? <laughs> okay. And she has been amazing. And I'm sure we'll get into more of that later, how that relationship blossomed. But Megan has now become Aunt Megan to my kids, and Aww. she took us into Revolution and really helped build Marcel up as a hockey player. So I love her for forever. Um, oh, nice. And Marcel still plays to this day at 17 years old and hopes to play in college. So we'll see. Okay. Well, that was a good introduction to Megan. Megan, what do you want to say about yourself? <laughs> Drum roll. I mean, geez, right? Uh, my name is Megan Clark. Uh, I've been a hockey mom for 17 years. I'm a mom of four. Uh, I, my guys started this when they were five and seven, my, my two boys and, um, one exceeded and excelled and continued to play and one didn't. And that's okay too. All kids are individuals. Um, and then I had number four and, um, she hated the hockey ranks and, um, you know, I was coming to the end of my youth hockey career, so I thought I was, you know, after working in all different facets of hockey that you could mm-hmm. imagine. You name it, I did it. And I really just started as like a little team manager, you know, mm-hmm. um, running an organization and having, you know, upwards of 121 kids one season, like wow. under, you know, and uh, yeah, that's how I met Lauren and I met Alexis at a fundraiser. She was, you know, selling her jewelry. That's how like the six degrees of separation really works in hockey as well. Right? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and yeah, Lauren will be a lifelong friend through hockey, you know, mm-hmm. uh, full circle. My, my daughter who hated the rinks wanted to play three years ago. My son who is done playing hockey also plays adult hockey, Alexis. So yeah, I've been, I've been dealing with that for a little while as well, but he is actually the head coach of my daughter's youth uh, hockey travel team, 14UB team. So it's really come full circle for me. And uh, my heart swells watching both of my kids still doing what we love, you know, and there's now three of us doing it together. It's actually been really cool. But um, that's that's how I got here. That's how I stayed here. And uh, yeah, that's my introduction. Wow, that's that's really amazing. So I I think before we jump into the questions, the first question I wanted to get is like this baseline knowledge because, you know, I actually played field hockey in high school and um, I was a goalie, but I don't know how closely ice hockey and field hockey go together or what, but I thought just for the audience and maybe for myself, let us get like just a general understanding of hockey and its basics. Like, you know, I'm a football fan, so I know there's, you know, uh, four quarters and there's a half and you know, the first per- the person with the highest score, you know, wins. And I hear like there's face-offs and all this kind of stuff in hockey. So 
maybe between the three of you, or maybe you guys decided who can give us like just a general overview of hockey as a game so we can all have a baseline understanding. I think that would be be good. I do not volunteer to answer this question because <laughs> you know, I learned what um like icing was, you know, like three years ago. Just saying. After I've watched this game, how many times week in and week out? <laughs> mm-hmm. So outside of there being three periods, <laughs> I know that there the timing of the periods may differ depending <laughs> on what I'm playing. Like if I noticed that there are different rules for high school hockey than there are for when he was playing travel hockey. Mm. Like, for example, <laughs> and it all. I shouldn't know this, but I learned it because we experienced it. If a team is winning by 10 or more points at the beginning of the third period, they'll call the game. Oh, wow. And okay. That's never happened in other games. Usually they would just start to run the clock instead of stopping the clock every time the whistle was blown, which we appreciate that, that you're not wasting your time uh, watching a team um, get blown out. But outside of there being three periods, there's how many guys on? One, two, five. <laughs> guys, tell me if we're going to Five on five. You hope uh, it would be nice if there's about like three lines, maybe four. What I don't understand is the switching. Like, how do we determine when we're going to pull them off and pull them on? That I don't really understand. And I'll leave that to my more seasoned hockey moms to tell you that part. So how how long before we get to that? How long is each of the three periods? It depends. It yeah. depends. On what kind of sport is this? It depends. When they're little guys, they're shorter periods. Okay. You know, their little legs can't handle it. Now that I have a band on, they're sixteen minute periods. Fourteen okay. years, sixteen minute period. It also depends on the league, or it depends if it's like. Uh, like Lauren said, school hockey is different times and different rules. And then travel hockey, you know? And then, uh, you know, the pros, they play 20 minutes, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, since it's three periods, there's no, like, halftime. Like, it's a third. Like, what is it? Like, is it a break in between each period? No. Not for these little guys. No. Okay. They kind of huddle at the bench and the coach gives them notes. It might last a good 60 seconds. And then they the, the goalies will switch sides. So the goalie who is at one end of the rink goes to the other. And your goalie will go to the other end. And if you're a goalie mom, like Megan was, you're going to be moving where the goalie goes. So you would see her kind of standing where most parents might sit in the bleachers. She's usually standing behind the goalie net. Cause that's a better view. And then when her child would move to the other end of the ice, she would move <laughs> with him. But yeah, they don't really get a lot of time in between to even like catch your breath. And if they're shorthanded, like I know we've played some where we've only had 10 skaters. So that you really only have two lines. And we ran into last week where we were missing some defensemen. If, your kid, like mine, doesn't play defense and isn't used to skating backwards, it's going to be a real long game. Yeah. <laughs> they get put on defense. <laughs> so it, it's, it could, it could be hard sometimes, but you know, you make do. But the so, penalties like, that get called too, 
Yeah. I don't understand the hand motions with the penalties. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I know, like, the slashing with the stick. You can't slash them on with the stick. You can't hit from behind, right? Right. right. You can't do a late hit, like, hit after the puck, after they don't have it in their possession anymore. Right. Um, Good girl. Good girl. <laughs> no tripping, because Marcel's been called for tripping before. Mm-hmm. Um, you definitely, I can tell you right now, a lot of fights have been around that goalie. <laughs> like, <laughs> do not mess with someone's goalie. If they get too close to your goalie, if they snow your goalie, and snowing the goalie is like, you know, they're skating super fast. Personally, I'd rather you snow me than skate into me. So if they have to stop fast and they're like on the side of their skate, the ice kind of snows them, like comes up and mm-hmm. onto the goalie. And, you know, they don't like that. You don't, you like, you protect the goalie at all costs. And that's where a lot of the shoving starts to happen is around that goalie net if they get too close to him. And you know so what I also noticed, and this could be wrong, mm-hmm. but like the Megan tell me if I, I picked up on this. When they're shooting, like let's say they're in the middle and you're trying to shoot, I notice that everyone puts their sticks up in the air. Is that to like signal I didn't hit the goalie or something? Like why does why do they put their sticks up when they're trying to shoot and they're like in front of the goalie net? Like if a puck is still in play, but like someone hit it and it's supposed to be going in, I feel like everyone puts their sticks up is like to say, oh, I'm not hitting the goalie or something. I don't know. it's more like if the puck's in the air, they're going to tap it in. Oh. Tap it in, girl. Come on. Come on. I know that, but, like, usually if it's a slap shot, is it really going to go that high? Oh, I guess it could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a no-no in field hockey. You cannot put your stick above a certain point, or they call it sticks, and that's a penalty. So it's interesting. They they allow you to pick your sticks up in ice, in ice hockey? Sometimes. If you can get a high stick called. Yeah. Okay. Or they're picking the sticks up to move it out of the way of the slap shot, Lauren. Right, right. Oh, just- duh. See? <laughs> like, I didn't know what you thought you were talking about there. There's a couple different reasons why they could be picking right. the sticks up. <laughs> right. You I don't thought like it was like, that. hey, I don't want anyone to think I was hit. I was messing with the goalie, so let me put my stick in the air. <laughs> <laughs> I make up rules as I go along sometimes because no one really explained the game to me. But then maybe, like, Alexis, do you want to explain, like, what a penalty... There's the difference between a penalty kill, if you're on one side of that penalty, and then what's the other one? A power play. Yeah. yeah. Power play. Go ahead, Alexis. <laughs> well, a power play is um, usually drawn by one of your teammates, um, I guess, creating a penalty you know, for the other team. So the other team gets a penalty and now you have the advantage or power play um, as what it's called to, um, to try to score a goal because your Mm. team, you know, your team on the ice will have five players and the other team will only have four. So that's power play. I think they have something like that in field hockey too, where you can, you have a clean shot at the goal sort of like, and you have the other people standing around. Yeah. your team definitely has an advantage. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And, and usually the power plays uh, last two minutes long. Um, and then penalty kill, which my son was never on the line. So the, the line that's usually on the ice during a penalty kill is to make sure, obviously, that the other team is not going to score. 
So that was my, my, my son was always on the power play. He was never on the penalty kill. Um, but so, yeah, so you want to make sure, you know, your team, given that it's only the four of you on the ice, mm. you have to work extra hard to, you know, make sure that the other team isn't going to score a goal because then they have power play when you're doing a penalty kill. Okay. So is getting exchanging places uh, players more like maybe basketball where you take one out and you can put one in? Or is it like football where you sort of have to call a timeout in order to get a player in or out? No, these guys should be changing every minute, yeah. 30 seconds. Oh, wow. Ooh. Every it's It's fast. It's fast and it's hard. You know, mm-hmm. we, we ask these kids to do a lot. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it should be a minute 30 is a respectable line change. It's a line change. You change your forwards and you change your defense. Yep. You have to change a whole line. You can't just take one playing. person in there. Oh, you wow. can. You have to, but you, it, we call it line changes. You got to yeah, give okay. them five sets of legs a rest after a minute 30. Okay. And it's quick because, like, if the puck, I, you mean, you, when you're watching, you kind of notice like, yep. oh, they're trying to get the puck down, get it out of the zone. If they're going to get a line change. It or something like, OK, now it's time for them to get a, a line change. And you quickly are getting those five off and putting your other five on while the puck is still in play. Or wow. if it's ice, the goalie will put his hand up and they'll call the whistle, they'll blow the whistle. But I noticed that when you're on. A penalty. If you're on the um, penalty kill side of it, where you're trying to defend and keep the other team from scoring, that I've noticed the coaches telling them like ice it, like you want to get it out yeah. of the zone as much as possible. Like your goal is not to score. If you're on the kill side of it, your goal is to keep them from scoring. So are there no timeouts then, or is is it like a couple of timeouts per quarter or third or whatever Probably it is, it's three periods? Two per, thing. two per team per game. Two, that's all Anything for the entire game? Two, that's it. No one barely calls a timeout. I don't feel like there's hardly ever timeouts. Yeah. Unless it's a really close game, it's like, come on, y'all, we need to pull this in. Yeah. Yep, yep. No one's calling timeouts. They're talking to them when they sit down on the bench. Mm-hmm. they need to do when they go back out there and then in between periods they had like those 60 seconds to kind of gather themselves and huddle mm-hmm. before they have wow. to start back up wow this is i have a, a better respect for hockey at this point i tell you that so i hope it's way more interesting when they can hit each other i'm telling yeah. you first the first time marcel got hit i was like clutching my invisible pearls like what is happening to my baby out here? And now, last week, I was like, Marcel, this is a full contact sport. Hit him, hit him, throw your body, touch your body. He's like, oh, my side hurts from hitting that kid so hard. But you got to do what you got to do. So it is. It is like you said, a full contact. So you can body check or whatever in this sport. So that's a good piece of information to also understand. Um, but so- only. At- Certain age group, I think. What Bantam and up? Yep. Can yeah. Check. What is? But where does Bantam start? What age is that? Or is it a weight kind of thing? Like 80. football. Fourteen U. Fourteen U. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Well, this is really 
interesting. I'll probably have to put some kind of link to Wikipedia or something too, because <laughs> there is a lot to take in. But I, 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 I've always heard it's such a fast sport, but getting this additional insight is really helpful. So it sounds like a crazy sport though, ladies. So why do you think your children wanted to play ice hockey? I mean, I'd be like, oh, my baby, like Laura would say. Although my daughter, she's little, but she's tough. I can see her like if she liked, wanted to play a sport, why not hockey? She wanted to play rugby. So, um, but, but why do you think your, your children really wanted to play ice hockey? Yes. Dylan, you know, it's, it's interesting. My husband played ice hockey in, in, uh, growing up roller hockey and ice hockey. So, and he was a huge, huge hockey fan. I mean, our basement, it is a <laughs> memorabilia zone, you know? So, I mean, I remember when, we, when my husband and I were in college, we would go and get autographs. That's how, that's how big of a huge fan he is. So he grew up loving the sport. And then obviously when, you know, when we had our son, um, you know, he took him to games, he took him, you know, to club hockey games because we knew people that had, some, you know, that had kids playing. And at the age of three, um, we put him on the ice at, in Exton at the uh, King's Rink. And um, that was it. The rest was history. So he really didn't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> But he loved it. He loved the sport, you know. So obviously, mm -hmm. if he didn't like it, we wouldn't continue with it. But Dylan, my son, absolutely loved the game, loved the sport. So it's almost in the genetics. If your husband played, then I could see that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It definitely runs in the family. Yeah. So, Megan, was your story similar or? I mean, it, we definitely came from a little bit of a hockey background. So, my my first husband, who I have my two boys with, he uh, his younger brother played high level hockey. Um, he bounced around. He actually played for the Minutemen. Um, he's he's way older. He's probably like thirty five now. But I remember being a young mom taking my my little guys when they were babies to go watch mm -hmm. Uncle Mark play. You know, mm -hmm. uh, Uncle Mark went pretty far, and I just remember it being real fun being in mm -hmm. that atmosphere and watching that sport. I loved watching the game, you know, and, uh, I have just a real respect for the game. And, um, I was just like, you know what? I, I was a single mom with three kids at the time and I was in a new neighborhood and I needed, to, I needed to do something with them. Right. Right. So, right. Let's, let's just spend all the extra money there ever was back then. You know? <laughs> and, and, this, and, you know, they, they threw my kid, Alexis, my son's name's Dylan too. That, that's so ironic. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> they threw Dylan in goalie pads, and they shouldn't have. You know, he needed to learn how to skate first, and I didn't know much better. You know, and that there he was. He was, you know, a goalie from then on out. And uh, that kid definitely knows the definition of commitment. I'll tell you that. Um, yeah, that's how it kind of like started. And then, like I said, Kayla, she. Uh, she tried everything. She tried a little bit of basketball. And I'm that mom that if you sign up, you're finishing. It right, was like, right. Heard of those last couple basketball games because she didn't want to be there. So I thought the same thing was going to happen with the hockey. And, and, you know, there's just something about it that once those kids, if they really have a passion for it, they really have a passion for it. It's really brought her out of her shell. And uh, I remember in the beginning of the season, 
my son, Dylan, who's now the head coach, put a dress code in place for these kids. And uh, my daughter was like real upset. She is kind of a little bit of a, a tomboy sometimes, you know, and she had a fixed idea in her head what she was going to do for this dress code. I'm telling you, I took this kid out to the mall. We went into a couple stores and uh, she got exactly what she wanted. And she came out of the house. It was hilarious looking like, mm-hmm. like for Levine, you know, with this <laughs> shirt on this plaid skirt, her high top Nikes and a tie, you know, and she has a suit jacket too. Just, uh, it, it was just really cool. She just loves it. So I just, mm-hmm. that's why I do what I do, you know? Oh, oh, that's nice. Well, I do have respect for your son playing goalie because playing goalie and field hockey and having this hard ball oh. come at you. And I always had to do all my training. Like everybody else is running with their little kilts. I had to run with all my pads on and all that kind of stuff. So I, not the same as being on the ice, but I give your son credit for being a goalie. Oh, it's a totally different world being a a goalie and a goalie parent. You know, uh, the weight of the world is on your shoulders in that net, you know? So it's rough. Like Lauren says, I stand where I stand. I really do it so that I don't hear what other people are saying. Cause mm. listen, for all these favorite thing about hockey is the people who pay for it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Parents. Yeah. Oh, so, <laughs> you know, yeah. It's, it's definitely been tough, but that's yeah. Goalies, goalies, no joke. You know, they're a special. Okay. Breed, yeah. No matter what sport it is. Right. Right. So Lauren, since your son started a little bit later, um, what, what, what do you think made him be interested in it? Or was it something you saw and said, Hey, try this out? Or is there some pedigree in your family that <laughs> no one in our family who plays hockey? Um, when I was growing up, my older cousin played hockey. He played for the Haverford Hawks and um, that was Gabe. So and Alexis and Megan have heard this story before. Oh. Like a few days before Christmas, one year, like what year? Early nineties. Um, Gabe was sixteen, and he passed away during hockey oh. practice. Wow. So it was all like I remember as and at the time I was in like a fourth grade. So I remember us like going to the rink, and then them having like these memorial games and or doing like scholarship fundraiser in his honor as a kid mm-hmm. um and so then to become a parent and for Marcel to try roller hockey I just was like hey you know what about if you try ice hockey and I didn't know if he would like it love it hate it I think that part of what helped him really enjoy the game was getting better at it. And I do attribute all of that to Megan because we didn't know anything about hockey. All mm-hmm. I know is where to show up and someone can tell me what list of equipment to buy. But she, um, she, I'm not saying she did this just for Marcel. I feel like I've watched her over the years because she was the club president of Revolution Youth, which is where Marcel played um, when he started playing and mm-hmm. so like, Hey, you know, we have this coach here who does um, private lessons. I'm going to hook Marcel up with some lessons. And he mm-hmm. had several months of free lessons where it was small group, if not by himself, where he's working mm-hmm. with this private coach 
who built him up, like from mm. not being able to skate to being able to play yep. hockey. I mean, he was getting, yep. going from be having no ice time to starting. Um, yep. And it was, it was a tremendous help for him to get that kind of one-on-one mm-hmm. um, experience. And that's what kind of showed me more about hockey. So when I have Marcel, who he loves playing any sport, but hockey is his sport. I'm telling you, and this is no disrespect to any football moms listening to this or any baseball moms listening to this. There is something special in my view about hockey families. Like it literally is a family of people who just care about you. Like Marcel's not playing for revolution anymore. Revolution hasn't even been in existence for about what, three years now. And Megan and I still have a relationship. When I see her, I just, Uh heart swells because I'm so excited to see her or another hockey mom, the Hammonds uh, family, Christine. I was just texting Christine the other day because her Mm. son, Marcel started playing together when Marcel started, they played for several years. And if you ever watched the mighty ducks and saw the bash brothers, that's what we call it. Marcel and Joseph (laughs) bash brothers. When they, cause if you mess with Marcel, Joseph was coming for you. And if you mess with Joseph, Marcel was coming for you. It was the greatest thing ever. Um, so that's what, I feel like it was truly a family dynamic and, and that's what made me love it even more. It doesn't feel the same without revolution. I'm going to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's really cool. Cause I think, you know, sports are, not just for the children, but also for the families when they mesh and get along. And it's a, it, it's a good thing. I mean, even like I said, even though Shelby gave up her sport, she did track and she did field hockey and she did theater and she did art. She was like, mom, I can't do everything. And she went the arts way. But even in that community, like all the parents of kids who are in the arts, you know, you just sort of bond. Um, so I can see that. But I think Megan alluded to this and you know, I have to ask because it is my understanding that hockey is an expensive sport to play. So, you know, if somebody's like, oh, yeah, I want my child to play hockey, I think it's important to understand what it costs to support a child to play ice hockey and and how do they get a chance to play. It's, it's certainly not – I don't think all high schools or middle schools have hockey team, ice hockey teams. So you, you mentioned clubs and stuff like that. So I just like to always put it out, you know, be real about, about this, you know, so – you know, and it um, also might help if Alexis chimes in because her son was an elite player. That's a different. That's a lot, that's a lot of money. That's, that's a, a different bracket. <laughs> okay, I'd like to hear all about it. You know, I think our our people would be interested to hear this because it's not like you can go buy uh, a twenty dollar basketball or football. Right. You still got to get pads and stuff, but it seems like uh, I don't know. <laughs> Just right, Alexis. Alexis, why don't you just give them, you know, let's say Dylan's last couple of years that high paced travel that you guys were doing? Um, yeah. I want to be honest with people too, because no, it's not as cute as it looks. It's very expensive. I think the commitment is more than the money, to be honest with you. But Alexis, Alexis can give us the financials. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, it's it's interesting because you know when they're little. It it starts out reasonably priced, and then when they, yeah, when they're eighteen, you, I'm not gonna lie, um, we were paying almost sixteen thousand dollars a year. You got it. 
You who got are, it. Wow. For AAA hockey. And, uh, you know, and as far as the equipment goes, I mean, you pay for what you get, right? So, okay. Like helmet, anything else. Yep. Yeah. Helmet, you can't skimp on. I, I feel like the helmet is the, you know, where you're going to spend the bulk of your money as well as the skates, obviously, but you know, you do pay for what you get. So, you know, you need to get that equipment to protect your child and, uh, um, you know, and then everything else and, and the 16,000, when I say $16,000 a year, I mean, that, that encompasses tuition, equipment, um, you know, when we travel hotel, food, gas, mm-hmm. everything. Right. So, Airfare, uh, yeah. yeah, sometimes you have to fly, right. Yep. To the tournaments and it is definitely a commitment, not only for the child, but for, for the family. Hold on. I, was with, I watched Dylan play. Alexa, do you remember the game? I We were watching him play and he broke his stick. That's yes. a $300. Yep. Accident yep. when the sticks break. <laughs> I was going to say, like, how many sticks do you need? Like, in field hockey, the stick gets pretty thick. So usually your stick lasts you all year. But the, yeah. when looking at ice hockey, the stick looks pretty thin. But it's probably sturdy. I, I'm assuming it's made in such a way that it's firm, but I don't know. Marcel has someone bought, he bought himself a stick and he was all excited because he saved his money to buy this stick. And on the 29th day of the warranty, because there's a 30 day warranty, um, he fell, like someone pushed him and he fell on his own stick and broke it. And thank God Alexa was like, Lauren, Send the stick back. It's still under the third day warranty. Call the pro shop, get the receipt. And I and she like, I don't care if it takes more than 30 days. Email them. I emailed CCM, which was the brand, and asked for an exception. And they certainly sent him a brand new stick because he broke it on the 29th day. Typically, uh, we last more than 29 days. Marcel has okay. three sticks. Like okay. he'll get a new stick and he keeps the old ones as backup sticks. Mm-hmm. But of course, they don't want to play with their backup stick. They want their main stick. Um, mm-hmm. So if it breaks, more than likely we're going to go out and replace it because that's the one that he's going to want to play with. But mm-hmm. yeah. does your stick have to be like, can you have uh, creativity in your stick? For example, I've always loved purple, even when I was in high school many, many moons ago. So my hockey stick had purple yep. around you the top. You put tape on it. Like, okay. Pink tape for breast cancer. Breast cancer. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. Cool. What yeah. about the skates? Do you have, to, I'm assuming you need multiple pairs of skates too? No, no. I have one pair of skates, but the skates can be expensive. So I don't buy the expensive skates. Marcel ain't playing enough for me to spend that much money on skates. <laughs> Two, three hundred dollars is good enough for me. Um, but I know like one season, I feel like all the kids from his team came off the ice after their first practice. And everyone was like, my skates don't fit. So we all had to go to pure hockey after this game because everyone's foot grew over the summer and all had to drop a couple hundred dollars on new skates. What I didn't realize until it happened was if you break the blade. Like I went to go get a skate sharp one time. They were like, his blade is broken. You have to replace it. I had to pay a hundred dollars to replace yep. the blade. And it's not like you can replace one blade. It's a pack of two. So you're paying for both. And I'm like, I'm paying a hundred dollars for the blade. Well, the skate for only like two fifty. I'm not doing this again. Next time that blade breaks, I'll just buy a new pair of skates. I'm, I'm not going to keep just spending a hundred dollars on just the blade. 
Um, and recently we had to get Marcel new skates because his boot broke. I wish I had it to show mm-hmm. you like the back of it where it's mm-hmm. up and hold like up against the back of his ankle and kind of like a little bit of his calf was broken backwards. I don't know how that happened or why it happened. All it happened. It happened and it yeah. we had to buy new skates. But like the padding, they outgrow it. The helmets, I'm pretty sure have a shelf life, kind of like a car seat. You can't use them like indefinitely. I think yeah, they expire. Yeah. And the helmets. Yeah. And you know, like so for a new team, they have to get jerseys. Like yep. their um, uniforms all over again, which, you know, that's the uniform package, at least for us, was you'd be like $300, yeah. $400. And like elite teams, sometimes they y'all have like the same of something, right, Alexis? Like they might want the same helmet. Oh, yeah. Everything. Yeah. Everything by the book yeah. over there. So everybody's buying the same exact thing. Yes. Yes. So, for that to get expensive too, if you all are buying the same item compared to if you have freedom of choice, right. and I don't want to buy, you know, this more expensive item. I want this lesser expensive item. I have that freedom to do that because of the team Marcel plays on. If you're playing, um, like those higher level on those higher level teams, it gets more costly in that regard as well because everyone's going to have the same equipment. But don't you get a discount, though, in that case, if you're because how many players on a hockey team? I, I should have had that question earlier. Generally, you have about 20 and 20? then at the elite level, you can leave five hanging around. Yep. OK. <laughs> OK. So, so, uh, so, Alexis, can you just just give me a little bit of a range? So it sounds like Lauren's saying skates are around 250. But when you get mm-hmm. to that elite level. Yeah, Dylan skates. I mean, we always paid around anywhere between nine and twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, I'm six mm-hmm. and eight. With yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that a pair of red bottom shoes? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> oh, yes, it is. <laughs> right? yes, it is. <laughs> it most certainly is. Uh, five or six ninety-five. I can get myself a pair of shoes that's gonna yeah. like <laughs> and how do you keep the blades now do you have to take them a certain place to get them sharpened or if your kids are really into it you get your own sharp blade sharpener i don't know only yeah. one person sharpens my kids skates and that's bill kaiser out of grundy skate shop when he didn't work at the skate shop he used to sharpen the kids skates at his house you know mm-hmm. he's that good with their skates so like my kids won't let anyone else touch their skates besides him I take mine to pure Marcel's to pure hockey and get them sharpened. Mm-hmm. Um, Alexis, Dylan, Dylan, Dylan had a machine. Yes, yeah, okay. we, we, we did. We invested in a machine um, and it cost about $800. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But Dylan, my son, when he played hockey, he sharpened his skate every other game. Oh okay. my God. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Every other game because he, you know, I don't, I guess the cut. Yeah. So that machine pays for itself. By the time you're spending $10 to sharpen. Exactly. Because it costs about seven to $8 uh, sharpening, right? I don't know. Now it's like, now it's 16. But I buy stuff from that guy in the skate shop for all my kit, my whole team half the time. You know, he just punches my daughter's card all the time. But now I think it's like, what? It's just under $20 now. 
That's wow. Oh, no. Pure hockey is still under 10. It and is. I'm even impressed when you go in there. Now they don't even use their hand on the machine anymore. They just, the machine, I know. And then the machine just sharpens the skate. And you don't even, they don't even have to touch it. They just. Exactly. Numbers in. And that's what, yep, that's what we had. And it was great because whenever we traveled, when we drove. Right. Or, or to games, we always took the machine with us. And, right. um, you know, we, it was great because we didn't have to. Oh, and the other thing is, you know, depending on the schedule of the games, you know, you could be playing a game at 7 a.m. And are- at the rink and the, and the pro shop is closed. You're, you're you know, you, you, you don't have a, a way of getting your skate sharpened. So yeah. it was really nice to have the machine um, in those instances. And, you know, obviously there were teammates that needed their skate sharpened and we would sharpen it for them too as well. Um, but it was definitely a good investment. Because I imagine, you know, the sharper your skates, the faster you can go. I'm just assuming something like that. The more control if your skates are dull, then I'm sure that's a problem when you're the edge of the skate. Yeah. What Marcella has told me needs to be sharp so that when they're skating and they're kind of, kind of looks like they're leaning to the side and they're skating on the side of their skate, like that edge, right. you want to be able to glide. And if your skate is dull, I call it your foot is stuttering. <laughs> like it's like it's like, <laughs> like do, 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 when he's trying to turn instead of like a smooth glide on the ice. His foot kind of like looked like it's shaking because the blade isn't sharp enough. So we keep them sharpened. And don't they have to smooth? Don't they have to take a minute and smooth out the ice though, or they don't do that? Don't they every so often, right during the game? I'm mm-hmm. I'm jumping around, but I just thought about that. Your it, your blades have it, to be sharp, so the ice it should be like right. nice. <laughs> they cut the ice. The zam was zamboni, zam zambui, zam zamboni. <laughs> oh, <laughs> big old truck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've seen I've the commercials with them coming across. Okay, all right. So I think people are getting the feel like you know it's definitely a sport that is is going to take some finances um uh, i guess it's an investment like anything else we do for our children so um but and that's what i feel like revolution probably different i mean i can't really speak to other ice rinks but i feel like megan never let finances hinder a kid from wanting to play she would find a way to Mm -hmm. help a family if a family was in need so that that could kid could go to the tournament so that that kid could have ice time, so that Marcel could get caught up on those lessons. And, and I mean, you could tell the difference when kids are paying for those private lessons. I mean, I feel like we were probably paying a discount. I was paying $40 a session. There were some kids who were coming every single day, though, to those sessions. Mm. Marcel was going every other week. And if you're come, there were some parents who were dropping $5,000 just for the private lessons for the year. For the coach wow for their kid to be able to come so that's where i kind of feel like you're going to see the disparity between who can drop the money for their kid to have access to all these different things right. and it used to like i used to think to myself now whose parents are home in the middle of the afternoon to be able to bring their kid to a 3 30 like practice you know i'm thankful that i have a retired parent who can help me um, Mm -hmm. get Marcel where he needs to go. But when you have parents who 
have a stay-at-home mom and who have the resources to really invest in their child to be able to play this sport, I feel like you can definitely see the difference for sure. Mm -hmm. And Revolution, we used to, we had a scholarship program at one point for our kids. Like, I really feel like we were doing, we were kind of setting the bar for what youth programs should look like and making hockey accessible to all. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great, that that's a great lead in actually to my, Next question, because, you know, when I look at hockey, I don't see a lot of diversity. Um, And maybe some of the things that you just mentioned, Lauren, might be some ways that could change. And I know, Lauren, you actually were featured in a book called Hockey Moms, The Heart of the Game. Right. By Teresa (laughs) Bailey and Terry Marcotte, I believe. And, you know, you actually were featured in one of the chapters. So, Maybe you might can talk about that and, and maybe Megan, you too. And I don't know, Alexis, what your thoughts are like, because I feel like um, I think the Flyers actually had a person of color on their on their team for a minute. Um, um, Simmons. 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 Yeah. player. <laughs> right. Yeah. And right. then, yes, he got traded. almost feel like it was a blessing in disguise that we didn't end up playing for all York road because they actually were in the paper for having uh, a racial incident where someone on that team um said um like racial remarks to a black player on an, an opposing team so mm-hmm. I, I was like the baltimore know, sun the baltimore sun you could look it up yep i was just so thankful old york road raiders were large yeah. I was like, thank you for dodging that bullet and sending me to Revolution, where we never had an issue like that within, like our. Cl- I never faced that within our club. Um, we had a position on diversity and inclusion on our page. We did. Um, first started, Marcel was probably the only black player, and that definitely grew. I remember yep. we came in one time. Was it? I think it was RJ. This little kid, he started coming from North Jersey. They, he started coming for lessons with the same coach that Marcel was working with. And I remember Marcel walked by him and he just looked up at Marcel and his eyes just followed Marcel as Marcel walked past him. And I was like, that kid is looking at him like he's a unicorn. But mm-hmm. because it's like, oh my God, there's another black kid here and he's a big kid and it's someone he can look up to. And Marcel, did, unfortunately, didn't have that. Like he didn't have someone who he could look up to, but I was proud that he could be a person that our younger players could look up to. But we definitely had some some interesting moments on the ice, um, one of which a kid kept coming from Marcel when he first started playing Bantam and was like pushing him from behind. The ref's not calling anything. And then eventually Marcel got so agitated that when he tried to get up off the ice, he swung his stick and the, they said that he tried to hit the kid in the head with his stick and he got ejected from the game. And Marcel was crying. And if you know Marcel, he's not an emotional person. Um, And it was pretty bad. And there were several kids from the team who went home to their parents and told their parents that Marcel was being called the N word by that kid who was taunting him and coming for him. 
Mm. And we went to the coach and told the coach, the coach was kind of like, well, I don't know. You know, Marcel didn't hear it. And I was like, just because Marcel didn't hear it doesn't mean that it's still okay. Like you, I would appreciate if you would tell parents that they need to encourage their kids to speak up and he didn't do it. So I did it. And as uncomfortable as it was at this parents meeting with a bunch of parents, I didn't know. And if I can tell you that that was probably the worst season ever because they were a bunch of parents. I still don't like to this day. I said, <laughs> and I told them, listen, if your kids hear something, I really would encourage you to speak, tell them to speak up to the coach during the game because it's not okay. And a year later, when another incident happened where a player told Marcel to, they were both in the penalty boxes and kind of talking trash. And, um, he was Mar- We had two kids in the box, Marcel and his teammate, Aiden. Aiden was going back and forth with the other kid. And Marcel kind of like leaned over the edge of the box and was like, yo, like, just be quiet. Just shut up. And he told Marcel, why don't you go back to playing basketball? Hmm. And Marcel said, you can go back to playing soccer. And I was like, well, Marcel, <laughs> an insult because you played soccer too. He was like, well, I didn't know that <laughs> moment. And then the kid said, well, why don't you go back to picking cotton? Oh. And that's where, before Marcel could say anything, his teammate jumped up. Little Aiden jumped up and was like, you can't say that. You can't say that. And he turned to their our coach, Coach Aaron, love Aaron, and told Aaron, and Aaron stopped the game and was like, no, I want that kid off the ice. You, He can't do that. <laughs> you know, at this point, I think our league had created a new rule like it if you said anything racially derogatory it was an automatic 30-day suspension wow okay Um, powerful and the the refs at the time like well we didn't hear it we don't know what happened and (laughs) joseph bash brother you know at the end of the game when everyone has to do a little fist bump marcel's coaches were holding the back of marcel's jersey and walked up with marcel Joseph is the one who skated to the bench where this kid was with his stick in his hand because he was ready to get him for coming after Marcel. Mm. Marcel didn't go after him. You know what? Marcel was so excited, and I have a video of it because Marcel hit a slap shot from just above the blue line, Mm -hmm. and it went over the goalie's shoulder. And he was so proud of himself that when he came out, he he wasn't even talking about what that kid right. said to him. He had on the yeah. hard hat because right. like, the best player gets the hard hat for today. Player of the game. Mom, did you see my shirt? Did you see my shirt? And that's what he was taught. No matter what anyone says to you, don't don't let them make you feel like you don't belong in this game. Right. You belong in this game, you get them back by putting the puck in the net. And he yes, hit it at the buzzer. That's my motto. He hit yes. it on the buzzer, but it doesn't matter because I'm going to tell y'all I was in the lobby and I was waiting for the parents. I don't care. I don't care who's listening to this. I can tell you right now, I can handle any amount of trash talk, but you do not come for something kids can't control. You don't come for the girls. You don't come for any of the kids who have disabilities. You not come for kids' race. It's just off limits. And I was looking for kids because the kid didn't get it from anywhere. And the kid admitted saying it. And he ended up having to write a research paper on (laughs) the racial, like, like like the history behind picking cotton. And I, I know Marcel was asked if he won an apology. And Marcel said, no, thank you. Unless he's giving me the apology because he means it. 
Otherwise, yeah. he can't keep it. But that's just, it's just the nature of the game. And mm-hmm. when you're not used to seeing kids who look like you, it could be a deterrent, but it helps when you have a team that really embraces you. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I do wonder, do kids embrace you because they're on your team? But if you were on the opposing team, would they do the same thing? Like, mm-hmm. it's one thing if you're on my team, but it would be another thing if I had to play against you. Sometimes I wonder that. And sometimes I just think that we've gotten fortunate that we had, you know, for the most part, good teams and a good hockey family who really just were like zero tolerance for stuff like that. And it's I'm also like getting to know, it's also too, I mean, I'm sure you're, you know, you make that bond because you're, you play together and, you know, getting to know people who are different from you and that kind of setting and it, it just grows and it probably will make, I think, a positive impact for those young people, even if they were to play on another team because they had a friend, you know, it's like sometimes, you know, just having that exposure is so important. But, you know, I think that, I think, you know, to me, the bottom line is even if you have, you know, great, great people in charge, you know, I'm sure the different programs, you know, Megan and Alexis have been involved and it's still an expensive sport. So the average kid would probably, right. you know, right. it will be hard. It's not like I said, you can't just go out and buy a basketball, you know, right. or a soccer ball, you know. Um, yep. And they have programs like if here in Philadelphia, they have Snyder Hockey. Yes. And Snyder Hockey Program is free. <laughs> so it's free. It's free. You live in Philadelphia. Um, right. Trenton. I think you can live in Trenton too, Lauren. There's okay. like a whole little area where you can live. But, but if targeting... you live in those areas, you can mm-hmm. play out of Snyder's hockey rinks. They give them and free they... equipment. Okay. Yeah. I'll look and... that up and add that as a reference. Yeah. Yes, and it's Snyder point, Youth Hockey Association. They have been doing a lot of great work in uh, getting the game to children who might yep. not have been exposed to it. And to be able to get your equipment for free, that's major. I used to, like the reason why you don't see hockey being played at every school is because it's expensive. The insurance yep. is expensive. The ice time is expensive. The equipment is expensive. So even to have it now here in our township in Springfield, you don't have an influx of people because they're deterred by the $1,200 cost to play. Whereas I'm like $1,200. Yeah, that's this nothing. is like pennies compared right. to what I'm paying. <laughs> up. Like I will, I will pay twelve hundred dollars over three thousand a season, yeah. any day of the week. Um, but Marcel did say that he was like a, a lot of people wanted to try out, but when they saw the price tag, they were like, "Yeah, no, I would never be able to afford that." But I do think you kind of have to put it in perspective. If you had a daughter in dance class, how much are you paying for dance class every month? A lot, yeah. a lot, yeah. like two hundred dollars a month. Well, if I'm putting him in a program that's twelve hundred dollars and I'm paying two fifty a month because they broke the payment up, you know, right. for five months or four months or however many months they broke the payment into, I feel like that's no different than if he were playing some sort of sport that had a monthly cost associated to it right. instead of this one that just is more annualized. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a that's a good point. And I just want to give some some airtime to, you know, beyond the people of color, but also girls like, you know, um, as I mentioned, Shelby's not here with her uh, today, but, you know, she had a friend who played hockey, ice hockey in high school. And, you know, my daughter's 25 now. So that was over seven years ago. But 
do you see women breaking barriers? And I know, Megan, you mentioned your daughter plays. So now are they, because I think we had all girls or women's ice hockey team in the Olympics. So she plays with other women. So, or- so right now she, she, right now she plays on tier two youth boys team. It is for oh. whatever reason, they, they identify it as a boys team because there is girls hockey now. So right. there, okay. there's girls hockey and, and, and youth hockey. That's how I like to do it. I don't know why okay. we need to be separate, but that's fine right. too. Um, mm. You know, they say that like typically by the midget year, which is next year for Kayla, that she should start looking to play with girls. That's what, you know, everybody tells me, um, you know, there, uh, for girls, there's a lot more available out there in terms mm. of scholarships. Uh, you know, D1, D2, easily to get to schools if you're a female and can play hockey. Like, the yeah. difference right now is I could take Kayla from her 14U team that she's on now, which is a B team in a in a Tier 2. There's levels to this, girls. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, But I could take her from this boys team and put her in girls, and she'd be playing AAA. Because that's okay. the difference. That's the difference of play between the boys and the girls. And the girls, yes, there's physical contact, but it is no hitting. So I, I did want my daughter to experience the entire game of hockey before mm-hmm. making the decision if she wanted to go all girls. Because it's yeah. different. It's, like, what? Like, does it make you... It, it used to make me nervous. Oh, yeah. I'd be like... The girl, like, what if you don't know that she's a girl? Like, what if you don't notice that ponytail hanging out in the bag? And they, and they don't, they don't it's always like notice. It. Her, like, first of all, the boys on the team are probably going to be coming for you if you hit their female teammate. Number one, like, they're going to probably be a little more overprotective of her. And number two, I would just be scared. Like, don't hit my baby girl. It's one thing if you hit my baby. <laughs> But if you uh, have that baby girl and y'all some big boys who look like y'all don't eat organic <laughs> chicken for dinner, I don't know. <laughs> oh man! It me, I watched Kayla play and I was just like, "Please don't don't let nobody touch her." Megan right. was, you know, hyperventilating over in the corner anyway because she's intent. Both of them, Char. I watched both of them watch their kids play. Yeah. <laughs> Alexis, yeah, was, oh definitely. my god, this is a different person that I'm used to seeing. Oh, I'm definitely oh, like the, 150. The, like, yeah. yeah. Megan is very intense. Like on a scale of one to 10, Meg's at like a 9.9. Alexis was probably at like 6.7. Okay. <laughs> That's the difference like between what he was a play. Her Dylan's a forward. You know, mine was the goalie. My, my, my intended. And now I have the female, the only female on the team and the head coach. Like right. it's not, it's not the best of times watching him be this head coach and wear his whole entire heart on his sleeve, you know, screaming at referees sometimes, other coaches for them bantering with my kids. I mean, it's in, it's still intense. Can I be done this soon? I just want to be done soon. <laughs> I think. Oh, wait, what, what what retirement going? Oh, it's, <laughs> what position does your daughter play though? Before he's a forward. She's okay. a forward. So it's really fun to watch her like score some goals, get some assists. It's definitely a different aspect. But but just to note, she is about five foot eight and 140 pounds solid. 
She takes after me for sure. She delivers the greatest hip check you'll see on her team, period, to where all the dads are saying, I wish that she could teach my son how to check like that. So <laughs> she can totally hold her own and has also gotten in trouble and her stuff in the box for some, you know, roughing, we'll say. Roughing. <laughs> I saw so myself, don't start it, but you better finish it. Right. I So I don't really worry too much about her just because of where she's gotten herself. That same guy that taught Marcel how to skate all those years ago and play hockey has taught Kayla and has continued to teach Kayla for the past three years. John Roger, he's a, a, a head coach and runs the midget program out there at Junior Flyers. Um, he's, the- he's my go-to. He is my go-to real hockey guy. Um, he's actually come out and trained my kids all season this year. Uh, mm-hmm. And my son, he's been teaching my son how to coach the game of hockey. So um, that guy's still in our life, you know, like seven years later. Nick Marcel in on the ice with them. That's all. I know. I know. <laughs> so Alexis, what do you have to say about this? I just want to leave you out. Um, about. About the whole thing with watching your your son play and oh, it's, you know, you know, towards the as the older he got, because of the you know the checking and whatnot and the hitting, the more my anxiety. Mm. Um, yeah, even in even in high school hockey, high school hockey and 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 club hockey are two very <laughs> different games. Yeah. and you know, you ask my husband, I I went to the games. But sometimes I didn't because Alexis, what high school did he play for? Do you mind telling us? Yeah, Henderson High School. Okay. Oh my 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 brother in law played for Westchester East at back in the day. Delavecchio was the last name. But okay. that's how we yeah, but th- they played school hockey out there too, but junior flyers as well. But go yeah. ahead and tell them the difference between the school hockey and the uh and the travel hockey. Jeez. I mean it it is I don't even know oh. where to start. It's it's <laughs> very different. You know, you know what it is. It's you have you have your club hockey, right? Your travel hockey teams, and you go and watch these kids play. And it's more yes, parents are passionate, you know. But then you go to high, you know, you have the parents that are watching, and and your 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 friends and family members in in travel hockey. Then you take the game to high school. And you have your friends, you know, the whole high school watching in addition to the parents. And my God, I mean, I, crazy, crazy, it's crazy, (laughs) insane hockey. Right. And then, you know, right. It's just, I mean, (laughs) what, like I, thank God Kayla doesn't have school hockey, but I've seen it all these years. Like it's like big rivalries. Um, I mean, it's nuts. You just hope that your kid makes it out of there alive sometimes. Yes. I'm yes, nuts. Yes. Fights it in the parking is. lots. <laughs> it is. Oh, I, wow. And I, I went to see him play his high school games, but there were times where I didn't go. because. And, oh, by the way, I was the parent that stood on the side behind the goalie because in high school games, let me tell you something, there's a lot, wow. a lot of stuff being said. Good yep. and you know, good and bad. I'm not. Yeah, say I would just rather not, Alexis. I just need to stay away from it. And my husband wanted to knock somebody out. Yeah, <laughs> like, I hear because yeah. younger, like their peers can come. Like the kids will be 
And I'm not saying that it's not parents, but I've noticed that the kids are the ones who are doing the trash talking. Yeah. So it's not like I can say anything to someone else's child unless you really like don't just don't try me now. Don't try my child. <laughs> I don't care who you are. But for the most part, if they're talking trash, there's nothing we can do about that. If it was a parent, like you will, I've seen other parents, I've engaged with it myself, like telling other parents, like, you need to calm down, you need to chill out, like you're crossing the line, you're not making it fun, they don't win money at the end of this, relax. Mm-hmm. Um, but the yeah. kids and their trash talking, if I were playing, I feel like that would make my anxiety go up. Because you've got my peers now, when usually you don't have a bunch of kids at your travel hockey games, it's more parent and family, where at these high school games, I've seen a lot of kids there. And when the opponent is there and they're deep with a bunch of fans who are young people, like the last game last week, they were talking a lot of trash. And like us parents were looking at each other like, oh my God, would they please just shut up? Like this, right. this yeah. is getting on my nerves and I'm not even playing in the game. So yeah. I guess you again, have to sort of have, have a thick skin. Yeah. I mean, you guys explain they're so into like you brought up that story about your son. He was so happy with his score. They're so into the game. They probably like tune a lot of stuff out. I guess you have to, um, you know, with that kind of get in your head like they told. Yeah. um, Marcel went to um, it was the NHL Hall of Fame and Neil Henderson was being honored. And he actually started, I think it was Fort DuPont. Um, hockey club in Washington, D.C., which was primarily to bring hockey, sort of like Snyder, to um, a minority community in Washington, right. D.C. So Marcel got to meet him. And when we were talking to him, he said to Marcel, he was like, remember this. He was like, when they make you feel like you don't belong on the ice, you remember that we started this game. Your ancestors starting this game he was like so you belong here more than anyone else and he said and once they get in your head now they have control of you and they because they have control of your mind don't let them say things to get control of your mind because when you have control of your mind they have control of your game so you always get them back by putting the puck in the net and no Mm -hmm. sooner did we have that experience i want to say that was in what like november and the other incident happened in like February, like right before the um, shutdown of the pandemic, that incident happened. And it was just kind of like, mom, did you see that? Of course, you know, after the dust settles and Marcel realized, you know, he, he knew exactly what happened. I think he was proud that his teammates took up for him. He was proud that his coach took up for him. And he knew that mom was going to handle it because I absolutely handled it. I absolutely mm-hmm. escalated that to anyone who was willing to see within <laughs> Our league, USA Hockey, I did not care. There were going to be eyes on this, and that situation was going to get handled. But in the moment, I was glad that he didn't let it knock him all the way down. Because really, what can you say to someone who comes at you for something that's race-related? There's no real comeback you can say that's going to knock you down more, in my view, than the N-word. Or go back to picking cotton. I don't even know where to go. Like, right. like there, yeah. I can't go lower than that with an insult. And Marcel was just quiet and looked at him like, did he really just say that to me? And then, you know, to have to be walked with your coaches holding you 
just in case. I mean, they had, I don't know if they thought Marcel was going to jump on him or if they thought if this kid, if anyone tries to get close to Marcel, we'll be right here to protect him. But at the end of it, I was just proud of Marcel for re remembering they can't, con I will not let them have control of my game. I'm a better player than them. Yeah. Yep. No, that's, that's, that's really, that's really a great story. And I'm glad you were, you know, transparent enough to share that because, you know, I think in all sports, there's always room to get better and there is room to, you know, make room for, for everybody. Cause you know, I, I mean, I think sports can be a great way to bring people together and, and bring teams together for a common good. So, um, you know, I was just, I'm just glad you were willing to share that story. But I, I do have um, just a few more questions. One of them is, you know, we've been talking about this as all the time, this, uh, this, this sort of fighting or this checking thing, you know, in Philadelphia, like, you know, the flyers were called the Broad Street Bullies, you know, and I guess there still is fighting in hockey. <laughs> but, you know, how do you, um, you know, how do you, how do, how do they manage that? Because I mean, you know, you get heated, you're fighting, you're pushing each other. You know, I guess football's the same thing. You know, fights break out every now and then. But it seems like in hockey, it happens a little bit more. Is that just my bias or perception? Um, <laughs> it happens more to me. But it's exciting, no? I know I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I but it's not exciting to see kids fight. It's exciting it's to see the professionals fight. Y'all exactly. got paid to fight. So. Right. <laughs> I don't want to kids the fight. watching the kids fight sucks because right. you know even at no matter what level you're at fighting is an automatic um well depending on the bigger guys I I'm right. not sure what yours is anymore but technically it's usually a game suspension right you know mm -hmm. you don't want you don't want your kids out there fighting because then they're going to be down the next game you don't right. want to scenarios and games with less players than you really have, you know? So like, that's like the last resort. And listen, as they get to the, the higher levels, you have like almost disposable guys that are your fighters. Alexis probably is familiar with some of that. <laughs> like where yeah. it doesn't matter if they get a, a, a game suspension. Right. But when you're rolling with like 15 players and a goalie, you really don't want your kids fighting because it is going to be a game suspension. They're going to have to sit a game. Oh, and if okay. Fighting penalty. They're going to have to sit three games. So that's we're trying to change it because we are trying to change the stigma of the sport. But the physical contact. I mean, to some people, checking could look like you know pursuit of a fight. <laughs> you know, a proper check yeah. because yeah. it's a fast physical sport. That's all. You know. Um, yeah, we we don't we don't really like the fighting. It's it's cool to watch the big guys get in tussles once in a while, you know. But I mean, we're I, I hate to see it at the at the youth levels, any any level really. We got to protect mm -hmm. heads, man. Their heads. The checking makes it more interesting. Like I remember going to a pee wee game, and I was like, "This is a snore fest." No offense. <laughs> like when there's no hitting involved, and even when you hear it, like when they. Yep get checked into the boards it sounds like it hurts and you hear like the ooh or that was a good hit um i think that's what can make it look like it's more physical than it right. probably is but the fighting we're definitely not sitting there promoting our kids getting into a fight yeah. and what mark yeah. what 
Coach Roger actually taught Marcel when he became bantam level. He was like, I'm going to teach you how to get them back and get them back at the right time. Right. And Marcel was a force to be reckoned with when it came to checking because that kid is 5'5", five, five, 180 pounds. <laughs> and he is solid weight and he will throw it into you and it does not feel good. <laughs> so I look forward to Marcel. Like last week when I was like, bro, I'm going to need for you to throw that hip on in there get him and so afterwards he was like my side he was like i'm a little he's like i got him good but my side hurts a little bit <laughs> from from getting in there but to me that's what makes the game way more interesting is when they are are checking each other so is checking as you said is it more of a hip motion it's like is there certain or you can do a shoulder or what is is there limits on how you can check a person i'm just curious now <laughs> There's definitely limits. Uh, you can't you can't leave your feet. You have to just go. Uh, you can't go above their numbers on their back. There's lots of limits. Um, okay. Texas knows more of the specifics. Anything administrative you need to know, I'm your girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Alexis, like, does it change with like it's the higher league you are, how much you can check or how high you can check? I guess. No, it doesn't. And and that's the part, you know, Lauren says it's exciting and it is, it really is. Let me tell you something that is not the, the part of the game that I enjoy. Right. <laughs> you know, my, my son had a couple of concussions and it's not wow. fun. It's not fun, but you know, like Lauren, both Lauren and Megan said, you know, if you know how to, hip check a person or, or, you know, hit them from behind the right way. Right. Then, you know, that's where that's, you know, then it's okay, you know, but then again, you know, there was an instance of a friend of my son's, um, he was checked. It was a, it was a good check. It wasn't a penalty and he's now, you know, from the waist down. So, Oh. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's 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 that part of the game. Yeah. While yep. while it, you know, it can be fun, it can also be yep. very very nerve wracking. And for me, is- yeah. Yep. So, uh, do you think? I mean, I, I I hear a little bit about they're trying to change some things. I think just like in football, like you can't, you know, really attack the quarterback like you used to be able to. They're watching certain things. You can't the way you hit players, you know, and things right. like that. It sounds like this same kind of things they're looking at hockey and I'm sure the the equipment is better too than they had before um so you know with these, yeah. uh, well Megan I know you said your son is playing adult hockey and you know my son's looking into adult league hockey yeah my so what are you gonna do there like, so my son's basically on like a no tech league and listen okay. it's so funny you know today, they told us that like every road leads to men's league and it's, it's almost sad, but true because even if they did go play higher level, guess what? They always go back to men's league. It's yeah. like the hilarious thing to watch. And now my son's playing out. So when I tell you, he looks like a goon in regular gear to me, he looks like, I can't even cause I'm used to seeing him in goalie gear, you know, and now he's a forward and he does a good job at it, but he's like the fastest guy on this, like, you know, gentlemen's team. Um, mm-hmm. and, and these guys will try and check him just cause he's fast, you know? And the second he like tries to give it back to him, he receives a penalty. They're not allowed, to, they're not allowed mm-hmm. to check the men's league, I guess. Okay. Cause they don't want to hurt in the old guys. 
that's the only thing. Thank God. Yeah. (laughs) But you know what? That's really cool that there's an opportunity to keep playing because you some sports like you could you can go out and play a softball game or you can go out and play a basketball game and you know when you're older. But so that's sort of cool that people like ice hockey can also play. You know. If they're not in a professional league any longer. Alexa, keep into coaching, man. Have him reach out to me next year. This has been such a good experience for my Dylan. Um, okay. You know, my Dylan's only 22. I don't know any other 22-year-old besides a hockey player that would give up all this time that he's given up for these 13 and 14-year-olds. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's just, you know, it, it keeps him in it. And then... Like they are paying him a little bit this year, you know, but mm-hmm. Alexis, that little bit of experience, even just to be able to say that he was the head coach of this team, he can go anywhere he wants yeah. and even get paid a little bit more and he's still staying doing what he loves. And yeah. guess what, Alexis, he's an apprentice for my husband who runs GJC Electric. <laughs> Oh my so, God, I feel like you're talking about my kid because yeah, he's an electrician. That's like, why I was like, oh, I didn't know he was in electrical, you know? <laughs> Listen, like our, our stories are so parallel there. Uh, yeah. How do you spell your Dylan? Mine's D-Y-L-A-N. That's, it's the same way, D-Y-L-A-N. Awesome. Awesome. That is <laughs> like too funny. Like so, so, so many commonalities. Yeah. Wow. So cool. Yeah. So as we're wrapping it up, because I'm looking at the time, you know, if, if, you know, somebody listens to this or they, or they already have a child who might really be interested in playing hockey, you know, what advice would you give them? And do you have any resources that they might like, you know, you would suggest they look at? I would just suggest that if they're really interested, you know, to just Google, Google's so popular nowadays. Yeah. Google's always the answer. <laughs> your, your local uh, learn to play hockey. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of times they run free programs out of all these rinks. Um, and that's where you would really get started, you know. And if if your kid loves it, I would say that you need to be prepared for sometimes, you know, a 17-year commitment, you know. And and like I said, to me, sometimes the, the finances are n- not, you know, such a burden today on me as they were 17 years ago, right? I'm blessed. I'm truly blessed. Um, and it's the commitment though. And the time that you're taking away from the rest of the family, the the holidays you're missing because you're traveling. I just want people to know what you're getting into. You know, it, it looks fun and fascinating and it really is, but it's something you got to be all in for. You know, I've been on teams where like people wanted to forfeit games because, you know, they didn't want to travel. That's, you can't do that here. <laughs> That's not allowed here. You know, um, it's, it's a, it's a huge commitment, but there's, but there are tons of resources out there, but that would be my suggestion. Learn to play, learn to skate. Right. What do you, what about you, Alexis? Any, any, any thoughts on that around if your child's really interested in the hockey? Yeah, I would agree uh, with Megan. You know, I know a lot of the rinks have these learn to skate programs and, um, I don't know what they cost, but I do know that they will allow your child to try it for a day or two to see, you mm-hmm. know, the, the first thing that you have to do is, you know, obviously get your, <laughs> right. You need to be able to, 
to stand straight and, and uh, skate. Um, right. Yeah. So they do allow the, the, you know, these kids to try it for a day or two for free. Um, I know a lot of the ranks do do that. Oh, and, yeah. Try. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm, and then these mm-hmm. organizations, you know, that Lauren mentioned and uh, Megan, the Snyder organization, um, let them let them do that and see if they like it before you commit and invest. Yeah. Right. And I do know that the club teams and the high school teams, you know, I don't know how many of them do this, but they do have a small amount of money that they do. Um, offer to families who cannot afford the full tuition. Um, Don't be afraid to ask, right? Because if your child wants to play, it's, it's, you know, don't be afraid to ask um, the person in charge because they'll, they'll help. They'll be able to help you in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Lauren, any other, anything else you want to add? I'm going to give you all a chance for this. I really like that Alexa said that because that's something that um, with the fundraising with Marcel's high school team, that's one of our fundraising um, purposes is to raise money so that if there are other children in the district who want to play, that there aren't any financial obstacles for them. So don't be afraid to to reach out to them discreetly and say, hey, my child wants to play, but I was wondering if you had any tuition assistance because, you know, a lot of these high school teams and probably even your local club as well, because that was something that we had available when Marcel played at Revolution. I will say it probably is going to depend on who's owning that rink. I feel like Megan was very intentional with wanting to make sure that there, where if she had the will, she would find the way for a child to be able to play for her club. Um, I would say that would be important if I were a family who's looking for a good hockey um, club family to join because you're going to be with these kids when you're tra- these families when you're traveling with them when you're going on tournaments like you don't realize what it's like when you're seeing these people day in and day out you're staying in a hotel and you've got to eat meals together um <laughs> really you do really build those relationships and it is not a fun feeling for the kids or the parents when you're on a team with people who just are not it i'm gonna say so i would make sure that it's a good fit for Mm -hmm. um definitely look at the learn to play programs i know that the royal slash revolution is doing one this year and and the email that they sent to me the equipment will actually be free this year which doesn't always happen when marcel started not only was the learn to play program free and i believe it lasted for like three months worth of um, hockey lessons, but it also included all of his equipment for free, except for his skate. So all his padding, even his bag, those bags are about as big as them. Um, mm-hmm. Everything was free of charge. So definitely look for that learn to play program. And if there's one mm-hmm. near you, um, sign up for that for sure. Yeah. Alexa, real quick, um, you know, there's been an upward trend of Black Bear Sports Group you know, buying all the local rings that we, like we talked about earlier, um, they do have a foundation where they offer scholarships too. Um, that would be on like their, their, their page, but, um, that's through them and their league. I, I like to think that, you know, when we showed them that that's what we were doing before we turned over to them, you know, maybe that's why they kept it. 
but that's been pretty cool. You have a scholarship fund as well as the um, DVHL also does too. You yes. know, the, the USA Hockey may offer it as well. You mm -hmm. know, some have to go onto these websites and see. Right. Up hockey scholarships. It's out right. There. Go get it. You got to go get it. Yeah. There's also a Black Girl Hockey Club. I can send you a link to that, Shar, as well. They have scholarships mm -hmm. for girls who want to play hockey. That's cool. Yeah. I'm writing all these things. Actually, yeah, get all them links up there, girl. <laughs> yeah, I will definitely put them all in as, as resources. This is great. I wrote some of them down. Or if there's some that uh, you think of and, you know, you can just uh, send me an email because usually when I'm done, I, you know, try to make sure I put all the links of everything. I listen to it again and try to make sure I get everything. But it does help if I can get sent the links as well. But this has been like tremendous. I learned so much. And as I said, I have a, a better appreciation for hockey. And I just um, thank you all for being a part of the podcast. And I always tell my guests, I might call on you again. So, <laughs> anytime. Thanks, this is fun. Yeah, so, thank you so much. Thank yeah. you. If you want to learn more about Garage Conversations with Char, including information on upcoming and previous podcasts, do visit the website garageconversationwithshar.com. Peace and blessings. <laughs>